Good morning, it is Tuesday, February 16th, 2021, and this is Theories with MJ. You are listening to MJ, thanks for tuning in. Today on the show we are going to be talking about our second pillar in our Theory 420 model of complacency. Yesterday we covered method in great detail, today we're going to pair it up with environment. So stay tuned for that. We're going to cover a stock to keep an eye on. We're going to go and take a look at what we have for good news. And of course, we're going to have our inspirational quote of the day. More to come, so stay tuned and thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Let's get started. Yesterday we covered uh, method. And just to recap, method is whatever way you use to intake cannabis. Um, Could be the common joint, blunt, for combustion, pipe, bong, also for combustion. Uh, Could be convection, where you have flour or concentrate vapes. Um, You can also have edibles, which um, uh, is another form of ingesting cannabis, you have tinctures, you have topicals, you have suppositories, you have uh, many, many uh, different avenues to, many methods to intake cannabis, so if you want to listen to that first podcast, it's available uh, wherever my podcasts are available, and definitely, uh, definitely give that a listen if you want more clarification on method. But I think method is easy enough to understand. It's the way that we do it. And we know how we do it. We're avid users. So we know that we're essentially mentally setting ourselves up for failure just in that one element alone method. Now let's introduce a new method, or sorry, a new element into the model of complacency. First, before we delve into it, if you want to reach me, hit me up on my website, gseartsale.ca. Contact form is up live today. I know it wasn't up live yesterday. Uh, it is up live today. Um, should, I ask for very basic information so I know how to address you and what your concern, comment, or suggest suggestion is. By all means, tell me your stories. Tell me anything. I want to hear how you do it, How it, what a session is like, um, where you do your sessions the most, what you're doing when you're participating on a session. Tell me. Um, keep me informed. Uh, that way there I can sort of piece together my theory as the days go on, uh, as people start listening to this. But we're going to go throw in another pillar now. This is the second pivotal pillar, and it's the environment. Um, when I say pivotal pillars, I, I'm referring to pillars that are strong enough that if you alter one of the two pivotals, you should get to that uh, restart phase uh, of your cannabis session. And just a quick recap from yesterday... A session is my uh, interpretation of the day between the time you wake up and the time you go to sleep. You have a reset period, which is your time, your the time in between your last uh, dose and your first dose in the morning. So the time that you're sleeping, and I'm not talking about just little naps. I'm talking about full REM sleep, 
when you've had an actual psychological reset, you've dreamt, you've dreamt whether you remember your dreams or not, um, but you've actually slept. So for those, for the purposes of examples, um, a session is your day and um, reset is your night. So you have multiple uh, instances throughout your session uh, in a 24-hour period. Uh, some smokers smoke four or five times a day. Some smokers smoke two times a day. Some smokers are smoking on the hour, every hour. So it all depends on what your level of intake is. So this smoker um, would have the, their chosen method, but they've, they would also have their chosen environment. Uh, oh, first, I, forgot, I got, just want to rewind here real sec. Hit me, gsyardsale.ca. Also on YouTube, at MJ Cancela. TikTok, at MJ Cancela. TikTok is always where my most up-to-date content will be posted first, and then I'll generally either post on YouTube or make a podcast about it. Now let's get down to it. Environment. That's the next pillar. So you can have your stagnant joint, or pipe, or whatever it is that you do on a daily basis, but you also usually have your same place that you do it, your environment. And when you're sitting there with your fresh batch of cannabis from a legal dispensary, you you, you put it into your method, and you haul on it, depending on whatever your method is, and you're wondering why it just doesn't get you there, why it's not doing it for you. Well, it also, your environment also impacts that effect as well. Your environment plays more of a role than you think. Because one, you're developing comfort. So automatically inside your head, psychologically, when that comfort is created, it's at its base. And when it... It, it starts associating that base as the norm. So when you're always smoking cannabis at, let's just say for example purposes, at home, home becomes a comfort spot for your head. It becomes the normal state. So one right off the bat, when you consume your cannabis in a, an environment that is repeated, on a daily basis, um, you're you're essentially telling your mind this is where my 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 safe spot is, my normal spot. So when you get high, you don't necessarily have to activate the anxiety or the heightened ability or the heightened effects effects that cannabis has on somebody when they're smoking. Because let's face it, sometimes when you smoke, you get peaked out. You get peaked out, you get anxious. You get anxious, you get paranoid. Those are three three negative psychological effects to consuming the product in, in, in general. Now, whether your head activates those or not is an entirely different situation. So usually what'll happen is when you're in, when you're in your home base environment, you're not necessarily activating the anxiousness, the paranoia, stuff like that. So at home, 
you're you're probably getting the truer representation of the effect of cannabis on you. However, if you change that environment, and let's go back to that example we used yesterday, where we have that avid smoker who smokes a joint, and he smokes in the morning, at lunch, in between lunch and supper, in between supper and going to bed, and then finally going to just before going to sleep. So he smokes five times throughout the day. Now that person that uh, we're going to use for this example also does this at home. And let's say he does it in his basement. So in the morning he rolls one, goes down to the basement. Or he's in the basement and he rolls one. It doesn't really matter at this point because it's where your consumption takes place, not your preparation. So wherever he preps, he goes down and partakes. Always doing it in the same spot. Why? Because maybe he has to. Maybe, or I'm sorry, maybe they have to. Maybe they have no choice. Maybe for smell reasons, for discreet reasons, for who knows, whatever the reason is, that's the reasoning that they choose that environment, that location. You go outside for three out of your five sessions and you stagger them. So one is in, one is out, one is in, one is out. And you do that. And I bet your effect, effect, would be different from the from the cannabis you're intaking. And it could be the same dose and same product. But just because you're changing the environment, you're changing that baseline in your head for that psychological state where everything's okay. You're changing an element and it's probably activating one of the other elements that have been dormant, such as anxiety. All of a sudden you start getting peaked out when you smoke outside, which is going to heighten the effect of the cannabis and in turn make you think that you're getting higher. So in all essence, you can achieve that state of 100% when you first come off your reset throughout the day if you're, if you're willing to change your environment and accept the, what the environment would put on you. Because that leads me to my second point about the environment. The environment can also be within the same space, but with a different or a different psychological presence or aura or what the feeling is of the room. For instance, you, this person wakes up and smokes their joint in the morning with their partner downstairs in the basement. When their partner wakes up, they both go downstairs and they're having a very fun conversation and rolling their joint they start smoking it and start laughing and joking and look at each other and say holy crap i'm actually getting a little bit higher than what i normally get it's because you're changing the environment you're changing that common state so you don't necessarily have to leave the place of residence if that's where it is 
or go into an element that is uncomfortable that would activate more of those dormant psychological tendencies. You don't want to go somewhere where you're going to get uh, anxious, paranoid, uh, delirious, all of the, like, you don't want to go somewhere where you're going to get them all in one shot because it's, it, yeah, it's going to amplify your, uh, your effect from the cannabis, but it's also going to probably do more psychological harm than its benefit for the session that you're intending here. So let's go back to that environment where your partner and you are joking after your smoke. You go on your merry way and you do your thing, right? Then we come back just before lunch. Hey, honey, you want to have a smoke? Sure. Let's go down to the basement. Okay, hold on a second. I got to check something on my phone. I got to check something in my bank account. I got to check something somewhere. I have to do something before I go down and objectively do this process, right? You take a look and something drastic happens your bank account's frozen, or there's a transaction that happens, or somebody passes away, or there's something. There's something that changes your aura. You go downstairs, and now this aura, you're either trying to put a false facade, or put a facade on, and make it seem like nothing's bothering you, or you're making it known that something is bothering you. Either way, the psychological aura of the or the atmosphere around is going to be felt by the partner, your partner, or whoever, whatever group is around you. It could be more than one. It could be a group that's jokey and a group that's depressed by one or two members of the group. So all, all you need to do is bring something into that atmosphere and it changes the dynamic, right? So this is happening before the lunchtime smoke. We're going to use the bank account freezing, for example, just because it's easy to use. Comes downstairs and is panicked because the money is frozen or emptied or depleted or whatever the case may be. And starts, let's say, for example, sh this per this partner is going to play the facade. Acts as if nothing's happening. Hi, honey, let's go, let's roll it. Is everything okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Just that alone. Just the question of whether everything is okay changes the environment. So now that toke is going to be completely different from the toke you had earlier in the session. And again, you're changing the environment. So, in that instance, it's something that's unavoidable because you have to discuss it. Like, whether now this person can take this message as, okay, well, there's obviously something bothering this partner and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to tackle it right now so I can get high in hopes that I haven't ruined it already before even having it. Or... I'm going to engage in this partner and it like it's going to affect what originally happened at the beginning of the session. So your environment's changed. I mean, you can change your method while you're within that process too because your method is another p 
pivotal point. So perhaps maybe at that point you decide, ha, I'm going to have to hit a cone now off the pipe in order to combat that you're probably not going, you're probably setting yourself up that you're not going to be satisfied with just the joint. Um, so again, you try the cone and it changes it. You, you get high and you are able to either mellow out and accept the aura that's been brought in or you challenge it and work on it or make it worse. One or the other. Um, but regardless, you get a little bit higher or you get at least not less than where you were at the previous session. So you're changing a pillar within a pillar. So you can see why these two are the most crucial. The next three pillars are not as pivotal. You would still need to modify something within your environment and something within your method in order to change the effect that you're going to get from the cannabis. I'm just going to start wrapping up here a little bit. Tomorrow is going to be Wednesday the 17th. I'd like to have, I'm supposed to be having uh, my guest, my brother, um, on my cast uh, just as a guest. I'm going to be also talking about our third pillar in the model of complacency, the 420 model of complacency called uh, product, where essentially we'll get into the nitty-gritties of the differences between the flower, the concentrate, the edibles, the blah, blah, blah. So I don't want to give too much away now, but uh, that's where it's going to be going. I'm hoping that he's able to clear up his schedule for us to be able to do that recording. That'd be great. Uh, anyways, um, hope you enjoyed the hope you enjoyed the show today. A couple more segments before I'm done here, but hope you enjoyed the show uh, and the substance today. Let me know what you think. If you got comments, let me know. Concerns, let me know. If you want to tell me your story about it. Um, tell me about how you how you inter interact with people in groups when you're alone, when you're at home, when you're out. Let me know. Talk to me. I had a video on TikTok trying to have some people reach out to me before I'm able to do lives, and uh, nobody was interested in making comments. So, like, talk to me. I'm not here to judge. I'm not going to post you online and like tell the world about your commentary. I just want a different perspective so I can look at the theory overall and see if it jives. And uh, so far we've covered method and environment. Let me know what you think. Uh, that's it for now. Stuff we're going to be checking out today is actually Mara, Mar Marathon Patent Group Incorporated. Mara is tied to uh, cryptocurrency. And over the weekend, there was a little bit of commentary from Elon Musk related to Dogecoin. Um, Dogecoin and Bitcoin, if you haven't known by now, is increasing uh, because of the widely accepted um, endorsement from the huge big financial agencies and big banks um, that it's eventually going to become the new norm. So... Mara is tied to Bitcoin and Dogecoin. And when Bitcoin and Bitcoin and Doge, Dogecoin do well, Mara does well. And today, uh, actually, before I go today, uh, over the weekend, uh, Elon Musk, which is um, everybody, everybody should know who Elon Musk is. But regardless, if you don't Google him, 
uh, Elon Musk made a comment this weekend uh, asking the top uh, wealth holders of Dogecoin to release some of their wealth. And if they release the wealth and shared and spread the wealth around uh, the investors, he would uh, invest true dollars into Doge and Bitcoin. Um, which, when he made the comment, was Monday, holiday, President's Day in the United States, and various holidays here, depending on which province you're in. So the market couldn't really fluctuate too much, uh, and trade couldn't happen, and everybody was basically sitting on their toes when he made this comment until Tuesday morning. So that brings us to today. That stock opened, uh, markets opened up at 9.30 this morning. That stock opened up at $38.48, or sorry, $38.46 was its close on Friday. So it opened up at $37.89 um, this morning. And in 48 minutes, uh, it's up to $43.44, up uh, almost $5.00. Um, since it's closed on Friday. Not saying that it's going to run away. Um, I'm predicting a little bit of an increase from where it is right now. I'm actually shooting around the 60-ish dollar target range probably in the next couple of weeks, if not this week. Uh, so definitely is one ticker to keep an eye on. Mara. Um, definitely worthwhile in my opinion. And um, yeah, it, do your due diligence, do your research. Uh, take a look at the numbers, take a look at research into the cryptocurrency and see where the tra trajectory of this stock is going. But it definitely, if you're looking at investing into the U.S. market, it definitely is one to look at. Another tip I want to tell you guys about is um, for Canadians, we don't have access to Robinhood and Webull and other various zero commission stock exchanges that for easy online trading we have we have new and upcoming wealth simple here uh quest trade as well has a program there's a coven a program through um aviva or aviva financial i would have to double check the name of that business you can google it um i'm sure it'll come up relatively easily in google that provides online trading trading but you have to have 5000 capital to start with um to uh burn and you have to have savings of greater than $25,000 to create an account with them. So those are just two things to think about. But they do offer online uh, trading. So anyway, Wealthsimple. In checking out Wealthsimple and testing a couple of things out, I've, seen, I've been able to verify a couple of things. Limit buys when you're going to limit buy a stock. Let's just use Mara for example. When Mara opened, or when the stock market opened up this morning, Mara opened up at thirty-seven dollars. It's now up to forty-three dollars. Um, when you limit buy, I I limit bought. Uh, for example, purchase for example purposes, we're only going to assume I bought one share. Uh, I won't disclose the actual uh, investment I made, but uh, for for example purpose, we'll we'll assume I bought one share at thirty eight dollars thirty seven dollars. So I put my limit by at thirty nine, hoping to lock in. Um, sorry, I put it at thirty eight seventy five. The uh, close. Uh, of last week so I matched the exact price of close of last week on my limit buy um, it didn't go through 
I understand Wealth Simple has a 15 minute delay, and you'll have to know that as well. That Wealth Simple does have a 15 minute delay when it pulls information from the stock exchange. Um, so when you make that limit buy, if you want to purchase a stock at that price before it starts climbing, you should buy do a market buy uh, because market buy is instantaneous. Limit buy is um, trying to find the best uh, the best value at the time that your order is ready for processing. So if your order is ready for processing, let's say 45 minutes after stock market's open, you could potentially have paid up to five dollars more for a stock than you would have at market buy when stock market first opened. So it's just the little things like that to think of that are dollars in the end run. Um, if you think about it, if I would have bought, did a market buy, I could have bought the market buy at that $38 as soon as it opened up and I would have been up that five bucks compared to now where I bought at 43 um, because I canceled the limit buy. It still hadn't been um, processed after 30 minutes of the stock market being open. So I said, screw that. I canceled the order and I did a market buy at 43 just to lock in at that price because I know that it's going to hit levels of around, well, I don't know for a fact, but I, I have an idea based on a couple of the investors that I follow on YouTube that it's going to land in at around $60 in the next week or two um, or the next couple of months, depending on how uh, quick Doge and Bitcoin do. So keep an eye on it and keep an eye on Wealth Simple. Those are just things that I'm learning as I go through this process. And as I go through, I'll keep you guys updated as well. This quote here today touches on businesses here in Ontario. Our lockdown has been eased a little bit. So businesses, some businesses are starting to reopen for in-store shopping, in-store eating, and uh, probably excited, probably long due. Um, I know uh, I know businesses have definitely the small business has definitely suffered throughout this pandemic. So again, this second lockdown starts easing today. Get out there, support your small business if you can, your local business. Um, they're here to help. Try to help them. Uh, they've um, they're in it with they're in the economy just like the rest of us. And it brings me to a quote from Don Peppers. Without a customer, you don't have a business. All you have is a hobby. So, customers, cherish your small businesses. Businesses, cherish your customers. So my good news today comes out of Vancouver. A man, uh, uh, there was a story that circulated about a family who was from the States trying to get up to Alaska and uh, couldn't drive through the condition. It, going through Canada was just brutal, apparently, at that time. So this guy, um, seeing if I can find a name here, um, Gary Bath. Gary Bath, a Canadian Ranger and military vet in Fort St. John, helped Lynn Marchesero and her family after they were stranded in a snowstorm uh, while she was on her way to visit her husband. Anyway... This happened back in November, right? So just last week, uh, or the week after, or the week before, planters 
the peanut company in the States offers the guy a new car as well as the family that went up to Alaska in the first place. Like, absolutely amazing for a company to take notice, appreciate the humanity, and, re and like, just not even necessarily re reward, but just bless the good deed. So congrats to Gary Bath and the Marchesso family um, on your new vehicles from Planters. Have fun. That's it for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed Theories with MJ. We'll see you tomorrow, and have a great day.